worship you alone. Lord, you're worthy of all praise. You're worthy of our worship. You're worthy, worthy of exaltation this morning, God. Jesus, you alone, Lord, in a, in a world of every option, God, in a world of all the, the different things we can look to, Jesus, you alone today, God, in a world of distractions and despair and, and other kinds of dialogue, Lord, you alone today, Jesus. Jesus, you are the one that we exalt. You said if you be lifted up, Lord, that all men and women would be drawn to you today. Lord, we want to lift you up. We want to know you. We want to see you. Lord Jesus, you alone are the answer to everything we're facing right now. We just declare and exalt you, Lord. We thank you for your word that, Lord, as we look to you, it's as simple as that. I'm just reminded of that story in the, in the Old Testament when God's people are in the wilderness and, and, and they're having a tough time. <laughs> they're getting bitten by snakes and vipers and they're complaining and these vipers come out and start biting them and Moses makes this solution. He meets with God and God says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take this piece of bronze, which bronze was a symbol of judgment, and fashion this bronze into a snake. And then I want you to take this bronze snake and put it up on a pole. As you lift the bronze snake up on the pole, just tell all my people, just, just those that have been bitten, those that are dying, those that are, have, been, have been poisoned by certain things. In the walk, in the wilderness, sometimes poison can set in. And those that have been bitten or poisoned, would you just, just tell them to look up to the bronze snake on the pole? Like, what? Really? Like, can I get a doctor, somebody? Can I get a snake kit? I was a Boy Scout. And uh, he just says, simply just, just put your eyes on the snake. It's symbolized judgment on the pole Jesus says if I be lifted up and all men look to me I took on the judgment I took on the poison I took on the pain I took on the brokenness I took on your complaints I took on everything that society could throw at me if you'll just put your eyes on me I'll heal you Father I pray we could put our eyes on you and exalt you today above everything else Lord, all, all of the things that we have experienced and all of the things in, in society right now and the things around this planet, we exalt you. We exalt the message of Jesus. We give you praise and honor and worship because you're worthy. Come on, one more time. Exalt him if you believe he's the answer to the things that have been biting you. Come on. He's the answer. In Jesus' mighty name, you are the answer, God. Amen. 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 Look at somebody before you grab your seat and say, he's the answer today. Tell somebody else, welcome to church. I got your answer. Good morning, transformation. Y'all doing good today? Man, it is so good to see you. Come on, what's up online? Give our online people a what's up. Thank you for being online with us. Uh, we are in a series called Upgrade. Before we jump in, I, I wasn't planning on sharing that. Listen, I just kind of prophetically get things in my heart as we worship. And so I want to encourage you, like whatever's biting you, look to the cross. Whatever's biting you, look up to Jesus. Exalt Jesus. Let's lift that message up with everything that we've got, right? And uh, I think prophetically we'll see some answers uh, from God as we do that. Um, this, this series, real quick, I told you guys, first of all, I want to let you know, uh, again, with our masks and social distancing and all of our different uh, safety measures we're taking, we're cleaning the entire facility every single week 
in between services, before services, the kids' area, all that is being cleaned and taken care of. And, uh, and then we do ask for masks to be worn while people are walking around. We're doing the restaurant policy, so if you're, if you're walking around and you're in the aisles, you're getting up. I, I know if you've been to a restaurant, you kind of know what that looks like, and so, so that's how we're doing it. Once you find your seat, you can pull it down if you like. You can pull your mask down if you like, or you don't have to. But that's just kind of how uh, we're, we're taking precautions and measures here. So if you're new here, we're just like trying to say that to everybody so they can know uh, what we're doing. And then next, in, in, in the 1st of November, so you know the first Sunday of November, we're changing our kids time uh, we heard you a lot of parents said hey my kids go to sleep at noon they eat at noon they nap at noon and so we've been having kids service at 11 30 which has been tough on a lot of families and that time just didn't make sense and so we're actually going to move that that time for kids ministry to the 10 a.m service we're still only going to have one service but it's going to be at the 10 a.m does that make sense everybody and so i'm going to say that every week and so everybody kind of gets it and hears it and uh, we're going to um, do that November, the first Sunday in November, kids' service, very first service, 10 a.m. So, everybody online, y'all ready online? Come on. If you're online and you're ready, say, what's up, I'm ready. If you're in here and you're ready, say, I'm ready. I told you I was going to upgrade, and you could get upgraded just for coming to church. And so, what we've done, this could be mass hysteria. I don't know. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but under uh, the seat in every section, I believe... Uh, there is in three sections. So one section got left out. If the section that got left out uh, is, um, is uh, if the section that got left out, we're not leaving a section out, okay? I said three. For some reason, I thought there were three sections. There is money. There is an upgrade of cash under one of y'all's seats. Some of the Holy Spirit. Yes, yeah, he's clapping right there. The Holy Spirit led some of you and one of you to a seat that has an upgrade of cash. You better start looking right now. It could be near you. It could be, it could be around you. I don't know where it is, but there is a $100 or $75 upgrade somewhere near your seat. Come on, was that, if you got it, raise, if you already, if you found it, raise it up so everybody doesn't kill each other in each row. Come on, we got one right here. What is up? We got one right here. Do we have one? What row? We're missing one. Which, what section? We've got two. People are diving. Look at, look at seats next to you. You could get upgraded by the Holy Spirit. Some of y'all are like, can you do this in church? Yes, it's okay to have fun in church. They found it. Somebody found it. If we did, I hear, aha, come on, Ty. What's up? I don't know if that's good. He's our finance director, and so um, I didn't tell him we were doing that this morning. <laughs> Uh, but uh, thank you, Ty, for finding that. And he didn't plan that either because he did not have anything to do with that. Um, but then also, listen, if you're online, we want to upgrade you too. And so if you can type in the chat right now the title of last week's sermon. If you can type in the first person to type in the title of last week's sermon gets a $100 upgrade, go in Jesus' name. I believe that uh, the Holy Spirit is an amazing leader, is an amazing guide. He wants to upgrade our life. And um, I think he's the greatest gift that's ever been given to humanity. Um, he is God on earth. He's the only God on this planet that we have. And uh, I, I think a lot of times we misunderstand who he is. And so we've been fearful of him. We've been distant from him. He, a lot of times he's an it in church. He's the it, and, and he's not God. We don't really understand him as God. And so, so when he's not personalized, there's no personal relationship with him. And so it's so important for us to personalize who the Holy Spirit is because you'll only have a relationship with something that's personal to you. And so he's my best friend. He's my comforter. He's my guide. He's a leader. He is God. It says God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so that is um, the upgrade that I think every Christian needs. Uh, I need it. You need it. It doesn't make me better than you or you better than me. or It makes me better than me. 
Come on, Christianity, everybody says, well, Christianity is hard. Christianity is not hard. Christianity is impossible. It's impossible to live this life uh, without the Spirit of God and without Him doing some things in us. So we're going to jump into this part two of, of an upgrade through the Holy Spirit. We're going to look at the Holy Spirit's interaction. This is really the first time He's interacted with people on the planet as kind of leading and guiding and delivering. And He does this with, with, these, with these people, God's people in the wilderness. Exodus 13, we're going to begin in verse 17. I'm going to read a little portion of Scripture and then we're going to pray real quick. Exodus 13, 17. Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the way of the wilderness. So God led the people around by way of the wilderness. So God led the people, so God, so the devil, no, so God led the people around by way of the wilderness. So God led us to 2020. So God led us by the way of the wilderness. So God led the people around by the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt and Moses took the bones of Joseph with them I love that you know Joseph is a type of Jesus all through the Bible over a hundred ways Joseph is a typology of Jesus come on people carrying the bones of Jesus with them everywhere they go come on somebody they carry Joseph with them up out of Egypt for he had placed the children of Israel under a solemn oath saying God will surely visit you and you shall carry up my bones from here with you so they took their journey from Sukkoth and camped in Etham at the edge of the wilderness and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them on the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night he did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people my title today is just simply the way of the wilderness the way of the wilderness let's pray real quick father thank you for your word thank you that it doesn't change but it changes us lead us Lord, the rest of this year, lead us. The rest of this day, lead us. The rest of this morning, lead us. God, we need your your direction. Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. The way of the wilderness. I... uh I said it earlier, I don't know why I'm talking about Boy Scouts today, but I was, I was a Boy Scout, and uh, I was part of, any Boy Scouts in here? Come on, anybody, any Eagle Scouts? Come on, somebody, yep, all right, several of us, it's a, e, e, listen, with e, there's this, any, anybody remember Order of the Arrow, that thing called Order of the Arrow, you remember that? There, it was like this secret, like, Indian society in Boy Scouts, it was Order of the Arrow, it was like rituals and rites of passage, and as a young man or a young woman, you would have these different, these different secret uh, wilderness weekends. Weekends, right and like I mean it, we, there was all types of rumors about this thing and if you wanted to do it it was kind of hush hush you weren't sure what you were going to have to go through but you could get into it through recommendation and I joined that thing and it was a weekend when we went out in the woods and basically like you didn't we were freaked out we didn't know what was going to happen all the different rumors had grown I mean we didn't know if we were going to be you know I, I, we didn't know and so, so the first day, we have to work in silence all day long. You're just quiet, just self-disciplined, building something, just being quiet with your, with your partners. And then to the end of the day, or the end of the ceremony, or the end of the, the weekend, you're walking with a bunch of other scouts. And you're, I was four, 13 years old, 14 years old, I think. And by the end of that, they just, you have to go to sleep. And all you get is your, back, is your sleeping bag, and they just point to you to go into the woods. And you can't talk. You're, you're quiet for an entire day, and so you're just walking. It's getting dark out. Come on. I, I'm, not, I'm a Marriott camper, somebody. 
I don't like bugs. I don't like, I don't love all that. I don't like noises in the woods at night. And I, and I'm, and they just point and go there and you have to go about a hundred yards by yourself into the woods alone. And, and then you have to camp there in the wilderness alone. And all you've got is your sleeping bag and maybe a knife. I think I had a big old Jim Bowie knife. You know, if you, I'll kill anything that comes up near me, right? And, and so I'm, I'm laying there. I'm taking, I take my sleeping bag. I zip it as tight as I can to get the tiniest little hole that I can to breathe out of that little hole so no bugs can get on me. And I'm just breathing out of that all night long. The next day we make it through that, through that wilderness moment and there's this giant ceremony like this, this war ceremony after that. After the wilderness, there's this ceremony that we all go through. There's this Indian dance and, and people were painted up and, and there's, there's hundreds of people out here and they're doing all different types of activities that saying that we're ready for war. Every culture has this rite of passage. All different types of cultures I've been looking at about this around the world have this, this moment of wilderness where young men and women are sent out onto the edge of wilderness moments to get them ready for war, to prepare some things in their life, to be ready for when you face the battle. And that's what we're seeing happen in this wilderness story right here in the way of the wilderness. God says that they come up to war. They might not be ready for the war, so he takes them to the way of the wilderness. Last week, we looked at a, a, a story about Jesus that he was driven by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness, and he came out in the power of the Spirit. Listen to me. I, the, the greatest move of God we ever saw ever on planet Earth was when Jesus was driven into the wilderness and led out by the power of the Spirit. I believe that the greatest moves of God that we're ever going to see, some of the greatest moves of God in your life and in my life are going to come when we've been led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness and then all of a sudden we come out in the power and we see God move on the planet after we face a certain wilderness. In Exodus, we see God's people being led away from the wilderness. Why? The Spirit leads them away from the wilderness because they aren't ready for war. Some of y'all are like, why am I in this wilderness? Why am I facing this in 2020? You're wondering, how did I get in this boat? Like, why did, why did my business go like this? Or why did my, my relationships go like this? Or what happened here? What happened there? The reality is there's some wars that you're called to face. There's some things that you're called to stand up to that you would never have been ready to stand up to if you hadn't faced a wilderness in your life. You can write this thought down. There are some things you have to stand up to that only a wilderness will strengthen you for. And I, and I don't know what God's going to ask you to stand up to in the rest of 2020 or, the, or 2021. Maybe he's getting you ready to stand up to fear. Maybe he's getting you ready to stand up to rejection. Maybe he's getting you ready to stand up to doubt. Maybe he's getting you ready to stand up to, to, to concern or worry. I know things have chased us. Come on, this year has been marked as a wilderness year. This year has been, 2020 has been marked as one of the greatest wildernesses. Any, any, anybody been in a wilderness or since the wilderness in 2020, somebody? I just, I just think that there's this great revival. There's this move of God, and sometimes God is doing things in us. We're wanting to get out of the wilderness, but God is going, no, 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 I'm growing your faith in the wilderness. I'm strengthening you in the wilderness. You might feel like you've lost your way in the wilderness, but God's saying, no, I'm forming a foundation in the wilderness. I'm doing some stuff deep down that you can't see. I'm making them solid, and the Holy Spirit is with you. He's leading you. He's guiding you. He's delivering you. He's helping you. He's preparing you. I believe that with all my heart. Exodus 12, they escaped from Egypt 430 years, 1.5 million people. They've been victims for, 30, for 430 years. And all of a sudden, God brings them out. We know the miracles, 10 plagues. God kills the firstborn son of all the Egyptians because God's people put the blood of the covenant, Jesus' blood, over the door of their house. It symbolized salvation. Once that blood hit the house, he says, okay, now I want you to plunder the Egyptians. They take silver and gold and clothes, and they go out into the wilderness to worship. 
God says, I'm going to take you to the wilderness. They are led by the Holy Spirit to a wilderness. And when they get to that place, listen, they get to that place, they start to, to fight and, and get angry at each other. Come on, how, how many people, 2020 has caused some things. And they get to this wilderness moment and they're facing this wilderness and all of a sudden, as they come to the edge of it, they're trapped in between a Red Sea and the Egyptian army behind them and they begin to kind of kind of yell at God and get angry at God and they go, God, how did you get us here? And, you, and Moses, why did you bring us here? And we're going to be devoured. And we see for the first time, listen to me, in Exodus 13, 21 and 22, we're introduced to the Holy Spirit. We're introduced to the working of God's power, the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire that have gone around the people and before the people and behind the people and he's leading the people. This is the first time we see God's people being led like this by the Spirit. They come up to the edge of this ocean. Listen to me. And, and when they begin to complain to God, the place that they're camped at, the place that they're camped out at actually means the place of liberty. Isn't it just like God to lead you to a, a place that seems like there's nowhere to go and name it the place of liberty? <laughs> Man, God is such, such opposite of how we think and how we strategize and, and how, we, how we want him to move in our life. And we see this pillar. And I just want to give you three things that the Holy Spirit is in the wilderness to us. And I'm going to give you three things that he does. So three things that he is. Number one, he's our gift. He's my gift. He's your gift. There's nothing that these, these people did, nothing that God's kids did to earn the Holy Spirit pillar of fire and pillar of cloud around them. There's nothing that they did. They didn't follow any laws and commands. You know, there was no laws and commands for God's people in Egypt. There was no Ten Commandments given yet. All they did was put the blood of Jesus on the door. Listen to me. They, put the, they trusted in the blood of Jesus. God shed blood, and they got the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and I think sometimes we think the Holy Spirit's for super Christians and for people that have it all together. Come on, my daughter, for years, her and I prayed together. She was like, I can't hear God, Dad. I don't hear God. Isn't it cool that your child would want to, to, to cry at night and beg God to be able to hear his voice? And she would have tears and, and crying. And I'd say, baby, you're going to hear God. She goes, but you say like you hear God. I'm like, I'm faking it half the time. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Anybody that, anybody that says they hear God 100%, you need to put them in an institution. <laughs> we're, all, we're all human. Come on, somebody. We're all, you don't hear God 100%, right? We're, we see dimly through a glass until we get there one day. But she says, you hear God, Dad, and you say you heard God, and this and that. I said, well, baby, you know, I, he speaks to me like this, and I kind of don't hear him audibly. She's like, how do you hear him? And we pray and pray. You're going to hear God. Now, now she's hearing God. She told me the other day, she goes, Dad, I used to think like time would stand still and everything would... I am your father you know like from heaven she goes I realize it's not like father God necessarily I realize it's the Holy Spirit talking to me and he's speaking to my heart and he's speaking to my mind and I'm saying things and I'm realizing they're from God I'm so proud of my daughter right here on the front row would y'all give her a hand Anna I love you so much he's a gift he's a gift to us He's a gift to our heart, to our mind, to our life. How do you, what do you do to get a gift? You just receive it. Just receive it. And I don't, I don't mean you just stand there like, what do your kids do at Christmas? They begin to go, what did I get? They begin to peek. They begin to search closets. They begin to look under beds. You begin to threaten them like, if you find them before Christmas, you do not get them. You, they, they begin to try to, to expose <laughs> 
the gifts. And then when Christmas hits and you finally lay out the spread, what do they do? Do they sit there and look at them and wait for you to hand them to them? No, they grab them. They rip into them. That's called receiving gifts. God's just saying, I don't want you just to sit there. I want you to expect my Holy Spirit gifts. I want you to, to look for them. I want you to anticipate them. I want you to dig around the house and dig around the Bible and dig around the church and figure out what gifts God has for you. And I want you to believe for that. And then I want you to rip into it and have everything that I've destined you to have. He's a gift. Number two, he's our guide. He, he begins to guide them. Come on, I, I don't know about you, but I need a guide in 2020. I need a guide in, in, in my life every day. I need a guide in 2021. He's the guide. You and I need a guide when we're in the wilderness. I need a guide. I've been, I've been fishing with a guide, and I've been fishing without a guide. It's so much better with a guide. I've been camping in New Mexico by my, uh, with a guide. I would have died without a guide. 10-day backpacking trip. Would have been bitten by snakes and eaten by bears. It would have happened. I, I, my, wife, my, my wife and I, we like to whitewater raft. And, and, and we have a guide, right? Anybody whitewater rafting? There's a guide. The guide has been in the boat. He's gone the river 100 times. Can I tell you, Holy Spirit's been down 20, 20, 100 times. I tell you, God's already been in 2020. God's already been in the wilderness you're facing right now. God's already, already navigated these waters. He's already been here, and you're worrying, and I'm worrying, and we're wondering, and God's saying, I I'm a guide. I've already been there. And the guide in a rafting boat, he says, all back on the right, and begins to tell us how to paddle, all forward on the left, or all back, or all pause, stop, don't paddle. And, and we need somebody who knows the waters, who's been here before saying, okay, all back all forward dig in now go hard now be quiet now Do, and, and I need and you need that guide that's the Holy Spirit being a guide to you and I I really I really want you to know that's his mission for your life here's what it says in John 16 13 however when he the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth Nehemiah 9 19 He's reminding the people of this moment that I'm talking about right now. He says, yet in your manifold mercies, you did not forsake them in the wilderness. Some of y'all feel like God's forsaken you. Some of you feel like, God, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Come on, anybody ever felt that way? Like, it says, you did not forsake them in the wilderness. Listen, the pillar of cloud did not depart from them by day to lead them on the road, nor the pillar of fire by night to show them light. Listen, and the way they should go. God's speaking to somebody right now and telling you this is the way you should go. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to leave you. Number two, we have a guide. Number three, we have a guard. He's a gift. He's a guide. He's a guard. It says that the angel of God who went before them camped and moved and went behind them and the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. Listen, so it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near the other all night long. He's a guard for your life. The enemy wants to try to get a hold of our life. Look at the story. So God's people decide to leave Egypt by the power of God. They say, okay, we're going to go, Exodus 14. They're leaving. They take all the stuff. They go to walk out. They get up on the way to go worship God. They put the blood of Jesus over their door, which is salvation. The death angel passes over their house. We're saved for good. And all of a sudden, we, we go out, and Pharaoh, who's a symbol of Satan, chases them down into the wilderness. He changes his mind. You know the story. And he gets all of his fastest chariots and begins to chase God's people down right when they get out to go worship God. He makes this stubborn decision after seeing all the power of God to go, I think I can go get them. Do, do you know just because you get saved doesn't mean Satan's going to give you up without a fight? 
just because we make a decision and trust in the blood of Jesus does not mean that's why crazy stuff happens after you get saved you're like I'll serve you Jesus and then all of a sudden that girl from like eight years ago DMs you you're like my God <laughs> Satan knows your phone number he, he knows and Satan knows your Instagram name you know what I'm saying I mean you got Facebook and that that guy's never talked to you in like three years and all of a sudden or 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 you know you're, you're trying to get over something and, and, and the enemy puts that same exact thing in your path. You're, 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 you're feeling a little bit lonely, but you've gotten saved and all of a sudden now, now you, 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 you love Jesus, but you're feeling lonely and you're looking for love and you, you kind of go to that lust or go to that pornography. Puts that, or you want to get free from that addiction, so you move neighborhoods and the new neighbor is addicted like you. I'm talking from experience. Satan's not going to let you go just because you decide I'm going to serve and love Jesus. That's why we need a guard. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. That's why we need this baptism of the Spirit I'll talk about in a couple weeks. But this cloud that comes over our life and actually brings darkness to the enemy and light to God's people to lead us on our way so that we're sealed and guarded by God. I got a guard dog. She's 10 pounds. You heard me talk about her, little Daisy. My 100-pound dog doesn't bark at anything. My 10-pound dog barks at everything, sits by the window and looks at squirrels and, and, and rabbits all day long and barks at them. When, when people or strangers come on our property, she barks and all. And we have to, I'm like yelling, shut up, Daisy. She says, yeah, 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 yeah. Our window is all smudged and smeared where she's standing looking at rabbits. She's just standing there looking at rabbits all day. And, and what does she do? She's barking at anything unfamiliar that's allowed onto our property. And the Holy Spirit wants to be a guard for anything unfamiliar he doesn't want in your mind, in your heart, anything that's not allowed on your property of your, of your tongue or your thought process. And so he's guarding us. Look at Ephesians 4.30. It says this, the Holy Spirit is the one in whom you've been sealed. I'm not sure if we have it on the screen, but Ephesians 4.30 says this, the Holy Spirit has sealed you for the day of redemption. Literally sealed you. What's a seal? We think the Holy Spirit's just a sign, just power, just a sign and a wonder. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit's not just a sign. He's a seal. And you've been sealed. A seal is something that, that goes over your life to keep it fresh, to keep it uncontaminated, to keep it guarded. You put, you put something in a sealed container so contaminants can't get in on it and bacteria can't grow. Y'all following me today? When you're in a wilderness, you need the seal of the Holy Spirit like never before so contaminants don't get in your mind and your heart and bacteria doesn't grow. Does that make sense? I heard somebody talking, well, I'm not going to go there. Anyway, I think, I think sometimes, I think sometimes we, we get into moments and, and we, we can allow things to happen. The Holy Spirit's going, no, no, just let, me, just let me seal your life. Just let me be a guard around your life. So he's a gift, he's a guide, and he's a guard. Here's three things he does, I'm going to pray for you. That's who he is. Here's three things he does. Whatever you're facing this year, whatever you're walking through, I, I just hope this helps you today. I hope one word will help you today. One word would just set you free in some areas. Three things the Holy Spirit does. Exodus 14, it all comes from this specific passage right here. Exodus 14, verse 13, God says this to Moses. And Moses says to the people, do not be afraid. Fear not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you shall see again no more forever somebody say no more again forever <laughs> he, he begins to to do some things for them and allow them to do some things that we couldn't do without him number one holy spirit helps us fear not i, I just i'm just here to declare to you that 2020 has been marked by fear guys 
And, and I know it's hit and it's grown and it's progressed and there's different levels of it and there's different moments of it. But this year, the enemy has tried to mark his people and mark the earth with fear. And I just know it. I, 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 I have other pastors I've talked to, other friends. I know that we've been marked with fear. I, don't, I know y'all know, I got COVID several, several weeks ago, about a month ago, and I battled COVID. Many of you may know, some of you might not. But I, I battled COVID and, and, and dealt with COVID, right? Can I tell you the, how scared I was of COVID before I got it? Do you, do you know I've got some other health issues and under, underlying conditions, and Matt's laughing because I'm scared. Of, he thinks I'm a hypochondriac anyway. <laughs> And, and, and like I was so can I tell you I was a victim before I was a victim I was a victim before I was a victim uh, the enemy had me so freaked out about what if and how and if I get it and what's going to happen and, and, and oh my God and I've heard in, in, this, in this fear and this, this, uh, this victim mentality many of us many of you have given in to the victimhood of fear and the victim of panic and the, the victim of political propaganda and the victim of earthly power and earthly worry and earthly disease and we're victims of what? You can be a victim before you're ever a victim. Listen, I couldn't get victory. Hear me. I couldn't get victory in certain areas of my life that had nothing to do with corona because I was a victim of fear. There were other areas of my life I needed victory over, but since I was a victim already, I couldn't get victory there because I was a victim here. Before I'd ever even experienced it. You know what happened? I got it. I fought it. I battled it. It came out. I'm like, come on, somebody. I got beat that thing in Jesus. But what, but what happened? What happened? I walked through the wilderness with God and he showed himself faithful and all of a sudden it began to give me strength and faith and no longer was I a victim, but I, I became a person of victory. But, but hear me. I could go back to being a victim right now or I could decide to walk in victory. I, I've already had people say, well, you know, you're immune for 90 days. That's it. You're going to catch it again. I've had people say, well, how long? And how long does the immunity last? And how long are the antibodies? And all these conversations, and it's trying to drag me, and the enemy trying to drag me back into victimhood. Why did the Israelites have to be taken by the way of the wilderness? Because God knew they could not get victory as long as they were victims. And you cannot get victory in areas of your life if you're still walking around as a victim. And so we go through wilderness moments so God shows himself faithful and shows himself strong and shows himself on our behalf. And then we can walk out of victimhood into victory. Does that make sense? You can write this down. It's not going to be on the screen. The victory wasn't me making it through the wilderness. That's deliverance. The victory was my mindset because of the wilderness M many of you think victory for you is what moment you're in can I, can I tell you victory is not a moment of freedom it's a mindset of faith it's a mindset of faith it's a mindset of faith the victory for my life was coming through that wilderness moment and then all of a sudden having a mindset of faith like I'd never had in my life victory is a mindset of faith not a moment of freedom and if you are always looking for victory to be a moment in your life please hear me if you're always looking for victory to be a moment in your life and not a mindset in your life the enemy can make you a victim at any moment any moment he can say okay i got him now and then all of a sudden 
you become a victim to that. So God's saying, fear not. God's a, I, I believe in whatever wilderness you're facing, God's about to show up and show off and prove himself, get a foundation of faith in your life, show you that he's in it with you, that he hasn't left you, and all of a sudden you get so strong that you get this victory mindset no matter what you face in your life day to day. Fear not. Number two, Holy Spirit helps us stand still. Fear not, stand still. You know God tells them to shut up twice? <laughs> They're screaming and crying. Come on. Anybody, anybody ever had God say, shut up for a minute? <laughs> They're screaming and crying and complaining. God says, stand still, be quiet. Stand still, be quiet. A couple times. He says, hey, shh, just shh. Do you know probably the hardest thing for us as humans is to not fight when we're frustrated? To not get in the battle, to not, to not try to figure it out and work it out. Holy Spirit says, I will help you stand still. They come to this place. It means liberty. I'm about to set you free. We want to get involved. What all did they add to the freedom and deliverance that they experienced? Nothing. <laughs> they just put the blood of Jesus on the door and stood back. God's saying that some of you just need to stand still, put the blood of Jesus on the door, trust the blood of Jesus in our life and in your life, and stand back. It was all settled on the cross. Stand still, stand still, stand back, stand still. God's got it. We can't add to it. Come on. Your 1099 sent to that evangelist on TV isn't going to save the world. It'll help somebody, but don't buy in to the panic that somebody is putting you on TV going, if you don't send your 1099, the kingdom will not go forward. Come on, God can go forward without your 1099. I think sometimes we panic and we, and we buy into stuff and we just need to stand still and listen to the voice of God. I was telling you about my daughter hearing God. Can I tell you that it was a great prayer answered, but it's also a pain because she's been dropping God bombs on me every day. <laughs> she's got a little, I got a little prophet in the house now, hearing God everywhere. <laughs> I'm in the kitchen complaining. I'm in the kitchen talking about stuff. I hear, I hear a little voice from the from the living room. Hey, Dad, Israelites complained and wandered 40 years. You want to wander here 40 years? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I look at my wife, I'm like, hey, I receive that in Jesus' name. <laughs> I've got code words now for my own life. When my daughter gives me a word, I'm like, things are falling in place. Come on, Jesus. She told me that day, she goes, Dad, things are happening. I'm, I, just, I just think we need to hear the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit allows us to stand still for a little minute. And let God show up. And the last one, and this is important. I've got a few minutes left with you. I hope I'm helping you today. Number three, Holy Spirit helps us see the salvation of the Lord. Fear not. Stand still. You will see the salvation of God. And, and it doesn't just mean you'll stand there and watch it. I mean, yeah, I said stand still, but they end up moving. They end up walking. Look, look what Hebrews says, Hebrews eleven twenty nine 29, by faith. They don't, just, they don't just see and stand and watch it. They actually get engaged by faith. Eleven twenty nine 29, by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. By faith they passed through. By faith they passed through. By faith there was a path that no one else saw. There was an invisible pathway that only God saw. And you will see the salvation of God by faith when you begin to say, God, I know you've got a path where I can't see. I know you've got a direction I can't understand. Don't panic. Holy Spirit's got a path. I was at Chipotle last night ready to eat dinner. Come on, somebody. Walked up to the front door, saw a big crowd inside. Everybody's hanging out. Looks busy. Looks like there's only two people working the counter. I start to get a little concerned. I'm like, man, it looks like chaos in there a little bit. 
I gotta get my dinner. How long is it gonna be? We hadn't ordered. We're in the car. My wife and daughter sitting in the in the car. My son. We pull up to the front. I'm looking. I get out and I walk to the door and I begin to go and try to open the door. The front doors are locked. I'm like, man, it's like seven o'clock. I'm like, oh, 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 yeah. It's COVID and, and it's social distancing and 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 so and so everybody. Uh, there's a there's a limit on how many people can come in the restaurant and so they got to wait to unlock the door and an employee will do that and they'll let some people out and then we can go in because that's how it was a couple months ago and so I've got it all figured out and I'm standing there. It's raining on us. It's dripping. I'm hungry. No employees are coming to the door. I'm like, what's going on? I start to panic a little bit. I start to get frustrated. People start coming up behind me and lining up next to me and I'm like, it's 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 at capacity. They're lining up. <laughs> I look over to this tiny little sign by the front door. It says, don't panic. This door's having some difficulties. Use the side door. Ho- Holy Spirit's saying to you and I, don't panic. This year's been having some difficulties. I got a side door. I got a side pathway. I got a, I got a side door. Don't, there's a direction for you. I know it doesn't look like there's anywhere to go and there's an ocean in front of you, but I got a side door in 2020 for somebody's life to give you a way to get to the promise of God. Chipotle's just around the corner. I got a side door. Look at somebody say, I got a side door. The way of the wilderness actually leads to the side door of God's promise. And it says this. Stick with me. Come on, stick with me. Don't check out. I got something for you. I got, it's going to get better. Come on, I got a side door right here for you. It says, in the enemies that are chasing you, you'll never see again. And they go through the Red Sea. Do you know the Red Sea symbolizes the boundary of Satan's authority? The Red Sea pathway symbolizes the side door pathway, the the path that no one sees but God. The path that he leads you in symbolizes the actual boundary of Satan's authority. And when the Holy Spirit begins to lead you in a path that you never knew was there, Satan and his demonic forces cannot follow you through that direction of where you're headed. And I just want to declare to somebody today that the things that have been following you, if fear's been following you, it can't follow you any further. If doubt's been following you, it can't follow you any further. If anxiety's been following you, it can't follow you any further. Actually, it's drowned by the power of God. It's drowned in that pathway that God gives you deliverances. All of a sudden, these things start drowning under the power and the presence of God. And Holy Spirit would lead you and I in these next steps through the rest of this year, and I pray the rest of my life, in pathways that actually drown the enemies that are chasing my life. And I don't know what's chasing you right now, I don't, I don't know what it is for you, but I, I'm here to declare to you, if you'll let Holy Spirit lead you and lead you to the way of salvation, to not just salvation in Jesus, but through a path where you might not think was there, through, a, through an area where that you don't panic, but you get ready for war, that he'll actually drown some things that have been following you this year. I'll close with this thought. When the greatest storm ever hit the planet, talking about Holy Spirit leading us, I think this year, I think this 2020, I think COVID and this year and everything we were seeing right now is probably one of the greatest storms in our day that we've seen hit the planet. And I think the greatest revival is on the backside of this, this greatest wilderness. I, I think there's a harvest of people that need hope and need help and the enemies have been chasing them and that we as God's people would lift Jesus up high and people would find the pathway to their power, the pathway to God's power and presence.
And the greatest storm that ever hit the planet was when God flooded this earth. And he went to Noah and he told a man of righteousness, Noah, he said, hey, I want you to build a boat. He gave Noah plans to build a boat. It took Noah and his sons a year to build the boat. They're building this boat, working on this boat. They've got plans of the boat. They've got, they've got schematics. They've got 3D CAD drawings. And, they, and, they're, and they're looking at this thing, and God's giving it to them. And, and every single detail, I want you to do this, and I want you to do that, and I want the door to be this size, and this dimension, and that dimension. He lays out all the dimensions for this boat. They get the boat made, and eight people survive the storm, and they close the door. Do you know the two things that God said leave out of the plans for the boat? A wheel and a rudder. We want to steer the ship so often. We want to figure out how to find the pathway. We want to we grab the wheel in the storm. God left the wheel and the rudder off of Noah's ark so they couldn't control where that thing landed and where that thing ended up. God knew what he was going to do. He knew the pathway and he guided the ship to safety in the middle of the greatest storm humanity's ever seen. I just want to encourage you today, whatever storm you're facing, whatever storm you're fighting, I'm telling you, God's got control. Come on, let's just turn it over to the Holy Spirit. He's a guide. He's a guard. He's a governor. He can help us stand still. He can help us fear not. He can help us actually see the pathway in the middle of everyone panicking. Come on, y'all with me today? I want to pray for you. Maybe, maybe you need to fear not today. Maybe you're, maybe you're a victim right now and you haven't even been a victim yet maybe it's in your mind maybe God's saying I've got deliverance for you and it's called faith maybe you just need to fear not maybe you really know that you need some things drowned that have been chasing you maybe there's something that's been chasing your life you're like I'm done I, don't, I can't deal with that anymore I need God to drown that off my life maybe you just need to stand still just gotta stand still Maybe you're online, you're watching, and you're just saying, you know what? I need a guide. I, I, I need a pathway that I can't find. I haven't been able to see the, the steps to take. God's got that for you. Let me pray for you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your spirit. Holy Spirit, we invite you right now, even today, right now, this moment, that, that even as we leave here, even as we've received the word of God, you said the enemy would come immediately to steal it. He would come immediately to take the seeds and steal it and try to take from us and, but you said Holy Spirit you would actually bring separation that you, you would put a cloud between us you would give light to us and darkness to him that you would do these things to guard us and guide us and seal our life Lord whatever we're facing in this wilderness moment we know you're preparing us for a greater war that we could stand up to some stuff do everything you need to do in us so we can stand up to what we need to tomorrow so we don't get lost in the wilderness Lord we we're guarded by the Holy Spirit today. Guard our heart, guard our mind, guard our tongue, guard our thinking, guard our steps. No one looking around. If you say, you know what, one of those are me. Pastor, I, I need to stand still. I need to, I need to be quiet a little bit. I, I need to fear not. I need God to drown some things, and, and I need to see his salvation destroying some things that have been chasing me. Would you just put your hand up to me and say, hey, pray for me. That's me. Come on, hands across the place. No one looking around, just for a second. Father, you see every hand, you know every heart. I just declare right now that your spirit, your pillar of cloud and your pillar of fire would not leave any of us. It would go before us, go behind us, give us direction, give us leadership. We thank you that this carries over into the New Testament. The promise was that we would receive the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, make yourself so aware to us and so known. And we thank you that you, what you do is you make Jesus relevant and known 
and real in our life. Holy Spirit, would you please make Jesus known to each of us today in any of these ways? If you're here, I just want to take one more second and pray for you. If you'd say, you know what? I'm not right with God. I'm not serving God. I'm not surrendered to God. Maybe you knew religion in the past or you, your parents were Christians or maybe, maybe you've never known, known Christianity. Maybe you just never even, you're new to all this. I'm telling you, the greatest pathway and the only pathway to the promise God has for you is Jesus. He's the one that makes a way. And maybe you've been trying to make your own way. Every week we give people an opportunity to say, I need a guide. I need Jesus. I need salvation. I need a relationship with God. The Bible says this simply. If you would just say, I believe in Jesus. He paid for my sin, paid for my shame, paid for my guilt. I turn from all that. I give it to him and I, I surrender to him. You get a fresh start in God. Every week people make fresh starts in God here. Last week, nine people said yes to a fresh start with God, to saying yes to salvation with God. If that's you, you can't fix yourself, clean yourself up, find the right path to God. Come on, Jesus is the way. I'm not talking about rules or religion or denomination or a church building. I'm talking about a relationship with a man that was God, that came to this planet, that is God, that died on a cross to take our sin and guilt and shame, rose from the dead and went to heaven to give us brand new life and a pathway to God you're here this morning no one looking around I'm not going to embarrass you or stand you up but I'm going to count to three and if you say pastor pray for me include me in the prayer I need to surrender to Jesus today I, I need a fresh start with God just put your hand up on three and let me pray for you if you'd say you know what Jamie include me in that prayer just one I need a pathway I need to surrender Two, I'm ready today's my day I know that I can't do it without God I'm ready to give my life to Jesus three would you just put your hand up to me right now I need a fresh start with the King of Kings. I need a fresh start with God. Come on, God bless you. I want Jesus today. God bless you, sir. I need a fresh start. I'm not going to run. I need the path of Jesus. Anybody else? Father, you see every hand that went up. I'm going to pray right now. Would you just pray with me and believe God with me right now? Surrender your heart to Jesus. You can just say these words or you can say your own words. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, you are everything. You are God. I believe that you came to this earth and died on a cross for me, for my sins and my guilt and my shame. I give it all to you right now. I turn from it and I turn to you, Jesus. I surrender. Be my Lord and be my leader. And fill me with the Holy Spirit to serve you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God praise this morning, guys. Several people in here saying yes to God. Come on, the way of the wilderness. I love you so much. If you're online and you said yes to Jesus, would you just type that in the chat and let us know? We'd love to get you a book and pray with you and send you some info. If you said yes to God in here like that, put your hand up. We have a ministry team at both of these areas at Fresh Start. We'd love to put a book in your hand and pray for you also. And then maybe you need prayer for something in your life. They'd love to pray with you and stand with you and believe with you. Come on, real quick, give our guests a hand. Thank you guys for being with us. If you're a guest, it's an honor that you're here. We had a gift for you in our guest area, and then each week, we don't pass buckets or anything like that. We give as we go. You can give online. You can give in these boxes by the door. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your generosity. Come on. The way of the wilderness, God's got a pathway, a side door in 2020. You're going to find it in Jesus' name. Love you.